where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the kingdom age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, everybody, I'm here with Bracey Weavers, and um, am I pronouncing your last name right? Yes. Okay. Um, it actually should be Weavers, but Weavers. Um, for the sake of living in the USA, it's uh, Weavers, so... <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I thought of that just after I said it a couple of times, but, uh, so Bracey, we met, I'm going to say about a year, year and a half ago in the Portland area, right? You were leading worship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Doing so, worship for, uh, the conference with, uh, Yana and, uh, Darla. Right. 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 No, that, that was excellent. I loved it. It was a great time. So, Tell us a little bit about yourself, because there's a lot of people that are listening that I'm sure they they don't know anything about you. So tell us about yourself and how you got to where you're at today. And you can take as much time as you want. Uh, when I read that question, I thought, oh, goodness, by the grace of God, I'm here today. <laughs> um, so um, I live in Vancouver, Washington, and um, I'm married. I have, th uh, have three daughters. Uh, my husband is French. Um we have lived uh we have come back from the uh, from france and europe living there for 12 years and we um uh 2005 we moved back here and we haven't uh moved anywhere since so we have a garage full of stuff oh i understand um, that yeah i'm also a middle school teacher um i'm part-time uh, thank you jesus <laughs> and um <laughs> And uh, also, and the director of the Northgate um, House of Joy. Very cool. Very cool. So tell, tell us a little bit about your journey, though. Uh, have you always um, been in this movement? I don't, I wouldn't think so. Have you uh, been part of the church? Are you still part of a church? Tell us a little bit about your, your journey that got you to where you're at today in terms of um, being able to step into the heavens and so forth. Um, well, each of our journeys is unique, right? Um, God, you know, Definitely. individualizes our journey. And my journey has been uh, interesting. Um, I got saved when I was 16 and um, kind of what, what do they say? That's fire insurance kind of opened the door. Right. And then it was just, it felt like um, I was known and really got into a lot of trouble. Um, when I got married uh, right after college, um, moved to Europe and that really stabilized me. Um, and then around when I was 40, um, I got awakened. Um, I think there's a difference between getting saved and then giving your life to the Lord. There's a huge difference. Yeah. And um, I just got awakened uh, really quickly. And um, I'd been having a supernatural encounters um, most of my life. I had a supernatural encounter when I was 16. And as I look back, um, even with my husband, had a supernatural encounter, just, um, uh, ex you know, saying that I was supposed to marry him. And, um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. 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 So and you, um, how old were you again? Uh, when I got married. Well, when you had this in, in encounter, well, I started having them. My first one was when I was 16 and I got uh, saved. Okay. And I had, um, and then, um, the next one was, uh, I mean, I'm writing a book about it because I'm trying to get the the important ones that had huge transformation. 
Um, so I got awakened and um, I was in this um, beautiful cocoon of women who, because um, I was in a Lutheran church at the time. I've been in okay. all kinds of churches. I've been in Presbyterian, yeah. Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, um, non-denominational, which are actually Baptist, um, Pentecostal <laughs> and crazy, wild, home church, you know, all that stuff. So um, the Lord um, positioned me in this group of women. And then the Lord just um, pummeled me with encounters like every three days. Um, I got delivered, uh, which was a huge defining moment. Uh, the old style deliverance. I mean, they still mm -hmm. talk. I'm their person, right? You remember that girl? You know, I'm that one. <laughs> and um, so I got delivered. It took about a year. And then I got sent to France. We got sent to France. And um, just the Lord started opening up um, just everything. Everything started <clears throat> like blossom the word was blossoming the my sight was opening uh, my discernment was uh, increasing uh, the lord started a ministry called unity in christ and we started mm -hmm. doing it's the same time that um ihop started their the whole thing that they started um okay and it was teaching us about um to heal a worship uh we were doing uh worship for conferences and then the lord said no more and um, we had a lot of people with us. And then once we did that, people went, what are you doing? Why aren't you, why is it the worship preparing the word? And I'm like, well, the Lord's teaching us that worship is sound and frequency. It was already teaching sound and frequency. This is in wow. the beginning of like 2000. Okay. I was going to ask, when, when, what year is this? Yeah, that's 2001. good. 2001. Okay. Yeah. And um, just, I mean, we were, once we did that, we lost everybody. We'd have maybe five people coming. And we just actually didn't want people coming because something happened and you got into this performance mode and then everybody yeah. got weird. And then when we would practice, like the glory would come, like we'd have um, angels singing with us and we always had a bass player, but never could like, um, not every time, but um, really teaching us about that um, spontaneous um, worship and yeah that's the tequila and that's what god inhabits um i know that now i didn't know that then yeah, um, yeah good. and that's following that with ray hughes um and then getting into sound frequency with david vancouvering and studying quantum physics um really started in 2005 when we moved back here to the states and started um my friends in france i had we had moved back and they were in contact with justin when he was with um those four guys, uh, Dave, the monk and, um, anyway, and they were going out <laughs> in the streets and getting, you know, bliss and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I started hearing about Justin around 2000, something like that. And then, uh, Ian and, um, just really following, um, and really curious about all the things that were happening and that were opening up and learning about the court system and our mountain and, all this was like new um language and everything was starting to get all my sacred cows are starting to get burned up you know what right. i thought i knew <laughs> and what i thought i believed and um and it's just been that kind of journey just the lord really um bringing those things like as encounter 
and then teaching me about them. Yeah. That's that's always been my journey. He'll like blast me with Encounter and then go, oh yeah, here it is in the Word. So what year? What years were these with Justin Abraham and, and getting into uh, Ian Clayton and some of those others? That was around. Let's see, I moved back in two thousand five, so it must have been. Um, I remember that first Ian Clayton conference in in California. I wasn't able to go to that, but I did get the teachings. And then he he came to uh, Coeur d'Alene and went to that that first one with Justin, and that was like maybe 2010, 11. It's hard to. Okay. Okay. Hard to, yeah. Yeah. I think that was, and I remember that first conference. Um, we got the DVDs and I was, I was whacked throughout the whole, I mean, the first five minutes and I was like, I can go home now because it's good. But I remember listening to the DVD, <laughs> the, like the first one and listening to the first 10 minutes and be going, what? And then re-listening, re-listening, re-listening until finally about three months later, I could actually listen to the whole DVD and follow what he was saying. And um, cause it was like a different language. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is language and um, different vocabulary and, and a different like posture of your heart and um, how you view things. Um, so. So I'm curious, did, did you start to lose uh, friends as you were moving into this uh, or did most of the people around you kind of follow you into it? Uh, what were some of the circumstances there? Again, I'm looking for testimony for people that are watching this that uh, are maybe just getting to know some of this stuff and they're wondering how they're going to make the transition. <laughs> yes. Transition is, um, how do I say it nicely? <laughs> um, I think uh, friends are have been fluid. So there's been, a, um, if I think 10 years ago, I mean, the people that I'm walking with right now are completely different and I'm still friends with them. Um, and I think that we have to just be honoring and loving where people are at. Yeah. Very um, good. And Very good. say, you know, whatever, this is where I'm going and this is the journey I'm on. I've always been looking for like-minded people. So it's, um, I think the first part um, of the journey uh, when I was learning about this, um, there was a lot of talk and you know, a lot of not nice things that were said. Mm. And so most of us just went hidden. We just went, we're out. And um, there was this whole movement, um, well, not movement, but there was this whole um, Facebook group that was on, you know, cause we, nobody could talk to anybody about it. And so um, now you can actually talk about it. You can openly talk about things. Um, to some people. And, <laughs> I just don't care anymore. Yeah. And that that's the point where you, you've got to get to that place. But at the same time, I think as we're growing into this, you know, first there's that just the holy cow, what's all this stuff? And then you, you're excited and you try to share it with everybody and your friends are just like usually pushing you away because uh, they don't get it. They don't understand it. And then as you get settled into it, then you begin to realize, ah, let's just not put the pearl before the swine. And I don't mean that in any negative way toward the people, but you just want to be careful, how, you know, how much you put out there. You put little leaders out there and just see if they bite, see if they're interested. And if they are, open it up a little bit more. But if they start drawing back, you don't need to try to convince them of anything. 
It's just a matter of you get to walk your journey, they get to walk theirs. And if and when it's time, they'll open up and they'll be asking you questions. I like to say, don't take your 100 pound truck on their 10 pound bridge. Right. <laughs> so don't, you don't wanna like, you know, and there's, you know how we used to locate people, you know, like where they are? That's what I do. I kind of use a little bit of language to see how much I can reveal, how many cards can I lay down? Cause I don't, I don't want, uh, you can see the shutdown if you give too much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The Lord has really trained me um, going to, uh, to take my Christianese out of my language. Um, I was a part of a body, mind, spirit, a new agey kind of conference. And mm -hmm. it was crazy. We had two tents and we had to take all our language, you know, all our Christian language because you couldn't say um, Jesus or Lord or hallelujah. Amen. You couldn't do that. And um, so it really taught me how to um, speak in a way that um, people can understand, even non-believers um, and people who don't understand this, because sometimes it's easier to talk to non non-believers than it is. Uh, to people already ingrained in things that they think yeah. they know. And so. Um, and that's the, uh, unfortunately, Christians can be some of the hardest people to talk to, um, you know, when we're trying to express this new understanding of who Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are and how we actually have the ability, according to Scripture, to step in into the heavens. We don't have to die to get there. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it's quite a shift for a lot of people, but uh, it is so much easier to engage with non-believers in this than it is uh, Christians. But, you know, that's the that's the hard call for some of us that, you know, we are called to see as many crossover as possible. One thing I do know is that um, whatever you say always goes into their spirit. Whether they um, accept it or even rail against you or come at you, it still goes in there and it like plants like a seed. So, um, and I've seen this many times, um, said things and people are like, you know, what? And, you know, I can't do that or whatever. And um, even years later coming back and they're like hungry as can be, right? So, yeah. oh yeah, I get it now. Because there's there is a revelatory process that happens. The it's like a, it's it is an awakening. It's a shift um, to a different dimension, different realms. And if you have never even thought that way, um, or even know that you are body, mind, spirit, then your whole thing, your whole dresser drawer of your life is just going to get thrown up in the air, and <laughs> your little orderly thing is just going to not be orderly anymore. Yeah, and we have yeah. to just go, okay, um, and let it go and uh, let God have his way. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We can't pressure people into believing what we've come to understand. They've got to see it for themselves. So. And we also well, have Bracey, to be careful, too, to, to not be prideful. Like, I know this and you, you know. And, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. And I got a few more questions for you uh, that we'll get to right after this. Join the Kingdom Restoration Age online conference through the recordings. Well, I just want to say what awesome teaching has been on. The only solutions that exist are in the tree of life. And the goal is 
be loved. It's not just about speaking, it's about application. Do not stop at any one place. And Reformation to me is you're taking a system back to its original intent. Activate you into the fullness of who you are meant to be in your restoration design. Would you show us what on earth is going on? I mean, you just go for it, and but you do it together. The diversity, the love, taught and demonstrated for how we need to operate and be transformed to thrive in this next age we have already stepped into. And I will often engage with my perfected self. We have to be in it. It wasn't that. You know what changed? And you know what I found out? I, I really want to do this, but I'm scared. And then trust your very first impressions about how the Lord looks today. Color, clothing, expression on the Lord's face. The rawness, the bareness, and man, that's what we need, Steve. I won't be offended. <laughs> See our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com, for more information. All right, I'm back with Bracey. Bracey, you were ending just before we went to the break about how not to be prideful. I'm curious if you've had any experiences where you got to basically... Uh, share that or, or or be an example of not being prideful in this situation, or maybe you've seen some other places where people have done it badly. I, I'm not sure. Any ex- experiences that you've had in that area? Yes. I think most of my journey is the Lord showing me, like, don't do it this way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most of it seems that way. Um, I did uh, experience in a church once, and um, this was uh, years ago, uh, when we were all just first learning this and it became like, I know this, how come you don't know it? And then the the pastor went on to like take scripture and then make it his own, change the words around. It just got kind of weird. Um, one of the things about um, this, I know it, you don't know it. Um, uh, there's a teaching, I think it's by Shane Willard, and he talks about how we can't comprehend uh, we're a three-dimensional uh, being, and to comprehend the multi-dimensions of God, um, there's no way we can do that. So um, he teaches right. that, uh, and rabbis teach that, you know, whatever you think you know right now, you're wrong. So that's always yeah. very humbling. Uh, yeah. Like what I knew last year uh, uh, was wrong, because I think differently um, this year, and and we're to grow precept upon precept. So it's actually being... Um, tied to the Lord in a way where he's always teaching us like, like he's my breath. Like I'm waiting for him to give us the next step of what we're going to do and in a place of rest. So, um, and it took me a long time to get there. Yeah. No, seven or eight years. So, (laughs) yeah. And we, we have to be so careful that, you know, as we're, as we're sharing things with people that um, like, like you said, that, I was in a denomination where I thought I knew everything, and I was a pastor in that denomination, so I beat everybody over the head to get them to come into the my belief system, and then to realize that I was wrong, it's like, hmm, if I was wrong then, I'm probably wrong now, so let's not get all high up on our, and, and that's the tree of knowledge, you know, we, we the church is so divided over the tree of knowledge, when it should have been the tree of life on top where we learn to walk together, even though we have differences, because uh, we all have differences and there's no way to get around it. So, yeah, that's a good way to look at it like that. <laughs> so I, I want to back up just a little bit, because earlier in the first part of this, you said something about uh, tents that you were in. Uh, yes. 
what what was that about? And having to change your Christianese uh, because it had something to do with New Age. What was that about? I got invited on a team which was on the very down low. We couldn't even like say who we were um, because they were going into and some of these people went to Burning Man. And um, so it's this it's a conference. It's called Body, Mind, Spirit. A lot of seers. A um, lot of new age uh, crystals, all that stuff in the conference center uh, down in uh, Portland. And um, so we would have meetings, pray about it, you know, really change our language. Um, we would go in, we had a rainbow tent and then a marriage tent, and then we would have a, um, a menu. Uh, we did mother, father, blessing. Uh, we did tattoo interpretation, dream interpretation. Tattoo um, interpretation. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, interesting. Doug Addison, he <laughs> teaches on that. It's really good. Okay, okay, good, good. And um, so we would be in teams of three, and we had such, I mean, the, the teams, this was new for me. Um, and I've been out of the church forever. I don't think I've ever really been in church, maybe when I was growing up. And I've always been on the peripheral ministries. I've, every time I've tried to go in church, it just goes bad. And um, hmm. so I've always been kind of on the outside. Um, so when we had these teams of three, um, one time a man came in, he was having night terrors and um, his parents were Christian and uh, he was a Native American man. And uh, we got to the heart of it and he got delivered and his skin color changed. He walked out of the tent and the lady across the way was doing the weird, you know, ooh, you know, the the weird sound things that they like to do. And she uh -huh. would be looking in our tent, like, what are you guys doing in there? You know, what's your source? And um, well, I think one time, one lady, she was bent over and it was like three hours she was in there. She came out all upright and um, and the, the, the lady was across the way with her little tent, you know, her tent. She's like, I wanna be across from you because they see our light, right? They see it. They, they yeah. Yeah. They they see and uh, we led uh, one girl to the Lord without using Jesus's name. I mean, he's got a lot of names, right? And most of them have like guys, spirit guides, and and Jesus most of the time is among them, and he's the brightest. So I'm just like, just follow the brightest light. Who you want to follow? That one. Do it. Right. So um, <laughs> and I think that that uh, the New Age movement are our seers in our church that haven't mm -hmm. been allowed to function um, because they see, they have sight, they have discernment. I mean, um, and they haven't known where to use that and they've been kicked out of church. And that's why I love it when we have our gathering to uh, release the seers in the room so that they can yeah. um, learn how to use their gift um, in a way that's going to shift what we do and transform the land here. So yeah. um, they're very important. No, it's very important for us to understand how to set these people free, you know, that are in our churches already and not push them away because uh, some will just conform and then they just kind of lose their gift or they don't get an opportunity to even uh, exercise their gift while others will get tired of it and they will walk away from the church. And it's just because the church for the most part has just had a misunderstanding of the power of that gift and how it could be and should be used, but right. it's there. It's in the body. It's in the. There's no way to get around it. Um, it's like if you put it back in biblical times, you can. You, you know that's okay. But today, no, no. <laughs> and most that, most seers and people who have encounters, um, we're just starting to come out and talk about it. Like we couldn't talk about it before because it's just weird. 
you know, and yeah. people, you just can't, there's nobody to share it with. You just learn to be quiet. And yeah. so, but I think things are shifting now. Um, and I think they have been since uh, about 2012. Um, I believe that when the Mayan calendar ran out, that's when we shifted in kingdom age. I believe that um, that is actually when we started. I felt I had a vision of uh, being in this hallway of transition and then this little tiny bridge over this like um, body of water and landing, but like on Mars, right? Yeah. And we all kind of landed there and went, what? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't no. know how to do things and we can't do them like we did them before. So how do we do things now? And we're all kind of, it was an interesting uh, vision at the time. Well, and I would certainly love to hear viewpoints from other people uh, to get a, to get an understanding, because absolutely something in 2012 took place that, um, you know, and, and, you know, the Mayan calendar and all that, a lot of different things took place. Um, and, and then we've got all these shifts clear up until this year where, you know, hey, what 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 might signal the close of the church age? How about if all the churches get closed? <laughs> you know, that to me is a pretty, pretty broad sign that that age is over with and we should be moving to the other. You know, the same thing happened back in Jesus's time. You know, the sacrificial system was done when he was sacrificed. I right. mean, that was it. But yet they continued that sacrificial system up to at least 120 AD. We have recordings of it. But the big shutdown was when um, the temple was destroyed. And, uh, you know, so it's like, what bigger signs do you need people to see that that age is done? Now we're moving into the next age and now we're moving into the age of the kingdom. And um, it's, it's exciting. It's, a, it's exciting. It's a big shift. And we have to hold everything loosely. Everything that we think we know, we need to hold it loosely. Even the new stuff that's coming in, we need to hold it loosely because that may just be a transitionary thing as we continue to move and shift into the fullness of what this next stage is supposed to look like, which I I don't know that anybody really knows. Um, you know, even Paul said- I don't think said, they do. I think you're right. I th and I think when people say they do, I don't want, I can't listen because right now everything <laughs> is based on god going before us right that we're in yeah. him and we're resting and resting in him and um and how we're moving forward with northgate is that um we're just waiting we have our blueprint and everything we're just waiting for the next step and then he'll show us the next step and then it'll just be easy and yeah. um trying to make it happen or put it together like we did before just it doesn't work. It, it's a lot of yeah. effort and it makes me tired. Just yeah. And the more we can rest <laughs> and the more we can rest, the easier it's going to be as we make that slide or shift into this next stage. You know, and yeah. Paul even said that I has not he, he seen or ear heard or, you know, and, and to me, I think partly he was talking about the age that was coming is that even though he was one of the transitionaries, he still had no clue what it was really going to wind up looking like. Um, and I, I don't know that it ever really got to be the fullness of what uh, it was supposed to be. But I also don't believe that God made any mistakes. He knew, you know, how things were going to go. But now we're shifting into the kingdom age where to me, it's a restoration age where we're bringing kingdom into the earth and uh, supposed to be restoring kingdom into the earth. And so I don't know what that looks like, but I know it doesn't look like anything that's on the planet now. You know, that, that's a whole other discussion that we can look at next time. 
But we're actually going to have to wrap this up. Um, any final words in, in 30 seconds or so that you'd like to share with everybody before we end this section? Um, one of the things that I'm really after is the glory. So um, it seems to be a season of whack for me and for uh, around me in the North Gate is that um, God is really opening things up and it seems to be a new season. Things, uh, things that were difficult before are, are becoming way easier. The things that I've struggled with and I went and got my hair cut and just got totally whacked with the glory as I was just <laughs> shampooing my hair. And <laughs> so just be in that receiving surrendered place. Um, Cause that's what it's, I think that's what it's really about is his presence. So good. So good. All right. Well, this is the end of part one and we're going to uh, go to a part two. So uh, make sure you're back with us tomorrow for part two. And I think we're going to be talking about some of these things. We haven't even talked about the fact that you are a worship leader. You've, you've shared and talked about it a little bit in pieces, but want to talk a little bit more about that in part two, as well as the glory. Sounds like uh, that's something that's really important to you. And um, maybe a couple other things I got in mind here, but thank you, Bracey, for being on here. Love you, you and honor you. Bless you. Thank you so much. And for anybody who's watching who wants to get uh, the behind the scenes and see all the videos that we have uh, produced before they're even aired, uh, you can go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and go to the behind the scenes section or the partnership section. And uh, that's how we actually are supported. Our, our This is listener supported. It's $10 a month to uh, get the behind the scenes and be a supporter. So encourage you to do that. And we will see you all next time. Take care. Thank you again, Bracey. Bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.